speaking ill of the Spirit. Thursday, September 14, 2023. Furthermore, anyone who speaks against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Luke 12, 10. Speaking of the Holy Spirit, rejecting the Holy Spirit, the unforgivable sin, the very thought of it brings about a sense of foreboding and condemnation, final and without redemption. What is the unforgivable sin? What is the sin that cannot or will not be forgiven? I recall hearing my brother Art come home one day from parochial school with a story that made me shudder at the horror of the event. He recalled one of the students in his class blurting out the words, Well, maybe the Holy Spirit has a big mouth during Bible class, no less, on the subject of the Holy Spirit's ability to speak to us in any language. I believe that was my first encounter with what I thought was the unforgivable sin. By the way, that boy grew up to be a pastor. Can the unforgivable sin be forgiven? Does the verse say what it seems to say? That is, if a person says something against the Holy Spirit, he or she will never be forgiven? I will submit three texts that will clarify this foreboding statement. Let me state, however, from my humble and limited perspective, that the sin against the Holy Spirit is not an act. Rather, it is a final rejection of the Holy Spirit to the point that a person repels, rebuffs, and refuses finally and conclusively the incessant appeals of the Spirit of God, calling a wayward soul to repentance. God is love. That is a fact. A life of utter rejection and disdain for God and His calling to repentance can lead to a state of utter unforgiveness. On the other hand, God in His unfathomable mercy can and will save people who have wasted their entire lives but who come to a state of repentance in their final moments. Two examples, Samson and the unnamed man hanging on the cross next to Jesus. There is no end to the grace of God. There is no length to which God will not go to redeem a wayward child. Consider the parable of the prodigal sons. Well, God can redeem the reprobate. He can save the sordid sinner. He can change the condemned. He is that good. Here's the proof. Read Matthew 12:31 and 32 for a parallel reading of the passage in Luke 12. Secondly, fear may be an effective weapon used by many religious individuals to compel people to confess and convert, but fear is not of God. God is love, and love banishes fear. The Holy Spirit is love, just as God and Jesus are love. The Apostle Paul says, Do not quench the Spirit, 1 Thessalonians 5.19, NIV. If a person chooses to reject and rebuff the saving Spirit of God, the moment can come when the sinner has embraced all that is evil and hateful. They live for themselves without conscience and compunction. The person condemns him or herself. God steps back. Read Romans chapter 1, verses 20-32. through 32. Note the usage of the term, God gave them over, or God gave them up. And finally, God does not condemn. We condemn ourselves. John three seventeen through 19 reads, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. 
John 3:16 through 3:18 NIV. Rejection is ours, not God's. We reject God. God honors our choice to reject him. That is good news for those of us who are struggling sinners. This is bad news for those who do not care for themselves or for others. They will eventually self-destruct. This is the verdict, Jesus says. Light came into the world, but people love darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. John 3.19 I, for one, choose life. I choose light. I choose love. I choose God. Abba, I want more of your spirit, Lord. Draw me to you daily. I want more of you in me. In Jesus' name, amen.